Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent A. Lancey. And I'm Yvette Justina. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or are just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. My guest on the show today is someone with an incredibly inspiring journey to share. Yvette is your guide to a healthier and happier you. Along with helping you reach your health and wellness goals, she will teach you to realize your dreams and help you become your most authentic, powerful self by helping you transform your body, mind, and spirit through total wellness. Yvette battled drug addiction for over a decade. In a desperate attempt to save her life, she began utilizing fitness as a relapse prevention tool. Through her newfound healthy lifestyle, she not only transformed her body, but her mind and spirit as well. She discovered and nurtured self-love and personal development through higher level concepts and taking care of her body and mind. After years of personal training, she transitioned her career into health and wellness, coaching and speaking to help others actualize their goals and live a happier and more purposeful life. I'm excited for you all to learn her journey, so allow me to now introduce Yvette Justina. Yvette, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hello, Vincent. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm excited um, to be introduced to your listeners and share my story. Well, thanks again for coming on. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners a little further and previewing your story without giving too much of your entrepreneurial journey away? Um, well, again, my name is Yvette Justina. I am a wellness and life coach. I, um, I live here in Tampa, Florida, but I was actually born and raised in the city of Sin, Las Vegas, Nevada. I was born and raised there. I, at a very young, ripe old age, about 14, I started going around the wrong crowd in the wrong path, and I started doing hardcore drugs at a very young age. Um, and that went in all the way to uh, my mid and later 20s. I decided to turn my life around in a desperate attempt to just live. And um, through that, I started taking care of my body, taking care of my mind and getting down to the real reason why I was addicted to drugs in the first place, why I, why I was into self-harm and why I was in, uh, had all these, men these um, mental health issues. So once I got to the root of that, I ended up finding my purpose and my calling to um, healing not only myself, but sharing my story and healing other people who've who've gone through similar stories of uh, traumas and, um, and just not respecting themselves in the way that they should. And it led me into where I am today in my own business of coaching. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you on. How many years has it been since you were doing personal training? So I started my fitness career um, as a Zumba instructor. Uh, that was like my first toe dip into the fitness industry. I started doing Zumba in 2014. Um, I moved out of Las Vegas in 2013 after getting a divorce. I was in a emotionally and physically abusive marriage. And um, after leaving Vegas, I found myself in Arkansas out of all places growing up in Las Vegas my entire life. It was like a reverse culture shock moving to Arkansas. after. Bet, yeah. 
my sister actually lived there. That's what brought me there. She had moved away years before. She's a nurse there. She raised her kids in Arkansas and she works for a really good hospital there. Um, so I kind of followed her and was like, I just need to get out. Um, but that's where I found kind of my fitness bug there. I was never an athlete or I never worked out. I was a lazy bum and I was never played sports in school because I didn't get good grades because I never went. <laughs> but Zumba was my first, um, my first dip into the fitness world in 2014. And then I got certified as a personal trainer in 2016. And that's when I started my LLC. That's when I officially started my business. Well, it's so inspiring to only hear this much so far, how you've turned around your journey. I think it is a great time to get into the big five. On each episode, my guest and I go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go, Yvette? I'm so ready for this. <laughs> great. So you may have previewed it a bit, which is perfect. When did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Um, well, when it comes to the business aspect, obviously, um, I had to change my life or I was going to die. Uh, mm -hmm. I was addicted to heroin. I was addicted to opiates. I was addicted to, to all the hardcore stuff for a while. But that only began my healing journey. When it came to me being an entrepreneur, when I got out into the real world and I'm 27, 28 years old, and everyone around me, you know, had degrees and they had a career paths and they had already gone to, gone to school and had all of this stuff. And I was starting from new. And at that age, um, I realized like it, my life is going to have to look a little bit different because I was looking at everyone else and comparing and it just, it just wasn't mentally healthy for me. But as I went out and tried to get jobs, um, I have another passion of interior design per se. I'm going to give you an example of this. I tried to get a job as an interior designer in, um, in Arkansas. And at my interview, they actually told me they had me work like a half day and help some people um, with some textiles and help and help them um, find some furniture and complete a, a look for a room. And at my interview at the end of the day, they told me that I was too Las Vegas for their client base. <laughs> What? I don't even know what that means. I don't even have like an image in my head. <laughs> um, and they were like, you know, we got, you know, the old town people here, people who've lived in Arkansas their whole lives. And I mean, it's not like I went to work in like a showgirl outfit. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I'm too Las Vegas? I just, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm loud. I'm very passionate. Like, I just have a, I'm just me. I'm just super yeah. authentic. So that kind of like bummed me out for a little bit. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stop shining or dimming myself for anyone. Mm -hmm. I can do interior design and I can do that on myself by myself. So I started doing like space planning and things like that on the side and just going after my own clientele because by being authentic, who, whoever I'm for, I'm going to be for, mm -hmm. and I don't need a company to be the middleman of that. That was one thing that kind of like, yeah, I love me. that. Yeah. Um, but then another thing, when I moved here to Tampa in 2015, I wasn't in Arkansas long. I got out of there. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, when I moved to Tampa, um, I tried to get another job. Um, I think it was like um, advertising. And I was super interested in it. Uh, it was 
flexible hours. Like I'm really good. I'm a really good people person. I was excited about it. I was excited to have a job that was flexible. And then I can also work on my coaching and my personal training on the side. And the interviews went great. I went through like three rounds of them. And then it was time to do a background check. And I've, in my past, I was in and out of jail a few times. Um, I had, I just have a, a, a criminal past per se. Like that's what it looked like, even though it was years prior. And they had someone from their company in HR call me and they asked me specifics about my story. And I told them, you know, I was young, I was this, I was that. And um, they sent me a denial letter with a copy stapled to it of my record. And that again was just something like, <laughs> okay. And that really like hurt me. And for a while it hindered me because I tried to, I tried to hide from it. I tried to not mention it. And I tried to like, oh my gosh, my past, it's like this burden, it's this ball and chain. But once the, the more I kept working on myself and the more I kept working on my mental health and just coming into myself and believing in myself, I realized that's not a ball and chain. It's more like a hammer to pick up and knock doors down. So instead of this weighing me down, I'm going to use it. I'm going to pick that weight up and I'm going to throw it around because it's not, I'm not going to pull it. So now I tell all, I, I tell people my story all the time and I'm not ashamed of it because um, it's my strength. It's, it's what made me who I am and it makes me unique. And so those particular um, points in my life, like the turndowns of, uh, um, where I'm from and my past and things I used to be like right in my face um, was really when I realized like I need to create my own path. It's extremely inspiring. I mean, like we talked about before the episode, we both saw a crossroads there and you said, you know, you'll learn more about it in a few minutes and you had an option to let sin sulk. Why me? Why is this? Or you transform the situation. You know, everybody blames this, blames that, a lot of excuses, but you found the strength to pick up and turn over a new leaf. And look how great you're doing now. But, you know, since you've transitioned to your own business here, being an entrepreneur, what are one or two of the most difficult parts of that for you? Um, I was thinking about this question. And um, I know it sounds like super optimistic, but I don't think anything is really difficult. I think things are new, which in the beginning can be um, challenging to move through. Like, for instance, Something like taking um, fruitless action was something I really had to get used to. Um, and what I mean by fruitless action is believing in myself, still talking about my business, still going after prospects, um, still working all of these hours without seeing any result and without it seeming like there's no, like nothing is happening from this. Um, and that in the beginning, was it, it's a challenge and it's it takes belief in yourself and what i mean by it's not difficult it's just new is because belief is a it's a muscle that we have to exercise and the more we believe in ourselves the more we keep pushing through those fruitless actions of our business um the more you'll see what you're capable of i like that yeah and the more you see what you're capable of and what you can make it through, um, it gets it gets easier. It it um, 
It really does. Like launching things or putting all of this energy and work into something and then, you know, like not getting any sales or your course doesn't do good. I'm a web-based business um, or not enough people coming to your workshops and stuff like that. Instead of those are all almost like I worked so hard for this and you know, it wasn't, it didn't turn out the way I thought, but they're all just lessons and you start to take those, those, those lessons in different ways and they, they don't carry such a heavy burden the more you go on. Everything's about learning lessons and the whole business of entrepreneurship. There's nothing one that can tell you how to do it because there's, there's, there's no one that did do it before. You're the first one to do what you want to do and something goes wrong, you tweak it, you try it again and you do that about 20,000 times. <laughs> and, I know. and then there's just the point where you get it, you're like, whatever, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on to the next. I just lost all this money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's just difficult to really prioritize what I have to do. Obviously, the longer you're doing your own business, you have a better understanding for how long certain tasks take. But it is a learning curve for sure, which is a great segue to this next question here, Yvette. What is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned and what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you all the way up until today? Um, I would definitely have to say my greatest lesson would be not to wait for resources and tools that I perceive are important. Mm -hmm. um, like say for instance, my personal, I'm, I'm a, like a service-based business. So obvious, obviously if I'm selling t-shirts, I'm gonna need those t-shirts to sell. <laughs> but I'm a service, I support people, I hold space for people. And for the longest time um, in the beginning, when I was first starting out, um, I didn't want to tell anyone about what I did because I didn't have my perfect website. I didn't have anywhere that they could go book. I didn't have, um, or even when I was personal training, I didn't have cards. And I would see myself in positions, in conversations at restaurants or anywhere where I could, where I could talk about myself and I was holding myself back. Like I don't have a card to give them in my purse. I don't have a website to send them to. They can't book online. I don't have my calendar, like all of these things. And I, for so long, for so long, I held myself back with that because I was waiting for this perfect, uh, these perfect resources, these perfect tools, but in all, and what I've learned from that is when you push past those fears, you realize like, I'm my source, I'm my resource. My skills and my, su my success doesn't come from my website. My success is my skills. My success is the experience that I give people um, in their journey and, and holding space for them. That's where my success is not in my website or they're not going to really care. Oh, I don't, she doesn't have a perfect booking system and I have to text her. Like no one's going to drop you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you're, I mean, it's just so, when you get, you know, you're your own biggest critic, you're everybody, you're your own biggest, harshest enemy. And Everybody, you want a perfect, everything to go perfect, a perfect website. I know exactly what you're saying, but that's where the entrepreneurial 15-hour days come in because you have so much to do. Another thing is like that just when you said like all the 15-hour days and stuff is um, the burnout. And I'm sure you, every entrepreneur knows about the burnout. And um, when you burn yourself out, you don't get rest and you don't take care of your, your, your stuff. You're not really putting 
everything into your business that you could. And you're your business. You're all you got. And so you have to show up for yourself and for your customers and for your clients. And if you're not showing up for yourself at home and resting, you're not going to be able to, to, to pour from that empty cup. So learning that, that rest is productive is priceless. Yeah, you're 100% right. Everybody's guilty of working 10 straight hours. It's that, but you don't want to take a break. But I learned that once I actually take that little break, I come back way sharper. I'm actually able to accomplish the goals. But it is tough with the long hours and the rest is so important. Certain friends who are nine to five roles, they have a tough time resonating with entrepreneurs and vice versa, obviously, because our days are so different. I have one friend, she says, you wake up so early for no reason. Like you literally go to bed so early. I'm most productive in the morning. Right. So for me, I wake up early, attack the day. And if I work from 3 a.m. till 5 p.m., you know, with breaks in between, it's a 14 hour day, nine to fivers. When they're, when five o'clock comes or whatever, they're four o'clock, three o'clock, they're done on Fridays. They don't have to look at their email until Monday. Meanwhile, my busiest days probably are the weekends. You know, every day, every week's different. I'm big on taking one mental health day every week. Every week it varies. Granted, now the football's back. Sundays I really work towards having for my day off. And during the day, if it's a 30-minute ab workout or if I take a walk, it's just something where I'm learning through my own trial what works and what doesn't for me because everybody is different. Right. I like that, how you said seeing what works for you and what doesn't, because it's up to you to take that inventory of what gets me in a, a high vibration space, like what is going to get me energized. So being uh, mindful of the times of day when you are most productive or when your energy is up and when your, your frequency is a little bit higher, it's like, it's up, it's up to us mm -hmm. to, to recognize those things. Yeah, and I always tried to learn from people around me, learn from my experiences, learn from my own errors and fix them. If you could have a conversation here, Yvette, and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who are we going with? Hmm, I'm going to have to say Jay-Z. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to have to say Jay-Z. I mean, I when it comes, he's like the epitome of like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Mm -hmm. And I can really resonate <laughs> with, um, with the lifestyle, like the, the school of hard knocks, I guess. Um, and growing up in uh, and around people who had criminal lifestyles, who sold drugs, people I knew, I, me growing up, I know more people that went away to prison than went to college. Um, I grew up, you know, around, around like a gang life and to be able to pull out of that. And what I really appreciate about him, they have the saying, um, you're a product of your environment. And he has flipped it to where his environment now is like a product of him. And it's just, I just want to know it all. I just want to know everything he's got. <laughs> I just want to have mean... a conversation with him. Um, He's a real inspiration to me, and plus, I really am into hip hop, and I like his music. Yeah, as as do I. Being from New York, my favorite song is definitely anything. I think, but back on track. I mean, anybody's business, no matter what they're doing, if there's someone who really works as hard as he has to grow his music, I think it's a great time just to look into the future here, Yvette. We're gonna go one year and five years out. Where do you see yourself in one year from today? All your entrepreneurial endeavors. 
Um, one year, I see myself um, reaching more people, specifically um, young adults, specifically uh, schools and, and, and teaching and supporting people who've come from homes of addiction, whether it be their parents are addicted like to that. drugs, mm -hmm. they started drugs at a, at a young age, or just showing people, I just wanna reach more children, more young adults, and I wanna be able to, to speak and, and bridge the gap between um, a life that they thought wasn't for them and a life where they can create and be themselves authentically. Like and that. healthy in mind, body, and spirit. So I would say definitely having a program for, for kids, going to schools, speaking, telling my story, and um, touching the youth. Um, in five years, I see me um, running my business from overseas, being able to speak internationally. I'm going to have a book by then. Um, and selling out auditoriums, telling my story. Yeah, very inspiring. Your journey can definitely go a long way in helping others. What is your, what's your first goal for that five-year plan? Is it the book? Is it going international? What are you doing first? Right. Um, I'm going to work on my book, my book. I think it's a good idea. It definitely can let the world know who you are, what you stand for. That was my goal with Left 4 Dead, introduce the world to who I am and what I've been through and what I'm trying to accomplish. And now that these projects are overflowing from that book, I always refer people back to that first book so they can see the progress that I've been trying to make. But Yvette, it's time for the spotlight story. On each episode, I share an entrepreneurial journey of someone in the spotlight, and I would love your take on it. For today's episode, I will now introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Alexi Panos. And this is one of the most ambitious entrepreneurs I've read about without knowing them before the article. And I learned that she was signed to a record label at just 17 years old. Alexi Pano shares her transmissions of love and deep learning through inspirational books, videos, workshops, programs, and giving back through her nonprofit, EPIC. She was named as one of Origins Magazine's top 100 creatives changing the world, one of 15 women that wow by Creative Magazine, and one of the stars of the breakout documentary, The Abundance Factor and Rise Up. She's authored the book, 50 Ways to Yay, Now or Never. But as I mentioned, she is a nonprofit, and that's what really struck my eye. Everyday People Initiating Change, EPIC, where they focus on bringing clean water and community development to those in need in rural Africa. In 2013, they launched their fellowship program, which was a volunteer abroad program fostering and developing global leadership and participation for those with a calling to serve. The list can go on forever, so I'll include two more bullet points. She is so ambitious. She's the co-founder of The Bridge Method and The Bridge Experience, which are workshops that include fully immersive and, highly, and high octane human potential training that yields incredible results. I'm ending it with this. In 2016, she created the school she always wanted to go to called Soul School, which is a global community of awesome humans who are serious about diving deeper into what means to make an incredible life exist. She's inspiring, Yvette. What do you like best about her story? Um, well, first off, I love her. I've been following her and her husband for a while now. Um, and her story, two things really, really stood out for me. One, her philanthropy, like giving, giving back, the nonprofits, not just in her personal community, but in the community of humanity, going um, overseas, helping, and really 
taking everything that she's been able to learn and putting it right back. Like and that. that's the reasons, um, that's one of the true reasons, like we are made, you know, we're, we're not supposed to struggle here. We're supposed to, to have everything we desire and we're supposed to help one another mm -hmm. and not just keep our, all of our resources to ourselves. So I really admire that about her. And also um, the fact that she created a school that she wanted to go to. If there's not, you know, she, if she can realize, hey, I wanted this and it's not out there, I know other people want it too. And when it comes to coaching, I find um, that a, a lot of the people who, uh, a lot of the people that come to you, your stories are parallel. And so I'm sure she realized if I want it, a lot of people want it. So she created it. It wasn't out there and she created it. Yeah, I love hearing the people that manifest their dreams into reality. And she is certainly an example of that. But Yvette, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved how you gave such an honest testimonial because I know there are people in those shoes who can hear your inspiring story and make that leap themselves. I loved how you described belief as an exercise. I thought that was a really, really great way to do it. And I also think you're going to resonate with a lot of people who are perfectionists because as entrepreneurs, we may not be perfectionists, but on our own self-worth and our own goals, we certainly are. And not having the website, the no cards, people are going to be in those shoes. So thank you for that. But it is time for the last word. And I also do this on my other show, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey, because I want the listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with our listeners that we did not get to touch on yet today? Um. I would like to just drop a little quote. One of my favorites that I'm constantly reminding, um, reminding myself of. It's, I can't control what goes on around me, but I can always control what happens within me. I like that. It's always important to remember and as difficult as it is, worry about what you can control. Don't worry about what you can't. But uh, I would like to take this time here to ask you for your social media website any ways for our listeners to follow your endeavors request your professional services um no problem i have my website is yvettejustina.com y-v-e-t-t-e-j-u-s-t-i-n-a.com and then my instagram handle um, as well is yvettejustina everybody be sure to check out her valuable content and be sure to check her out in tampa if you're in the area and it's social media time for the show, and we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn, at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at podcasts by Lancey on Twitter. So you have updates from this show and a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and how to transform your mindset when the norm has changed, all are on my website now, which is vincentalancy.com. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. This one is from Alexi Panos, the entrepreneur from today's Spotlight Story. Should I made my first $40 at eight years old selling my dad's stuff in the garage door to door that I did not have permission to sell. I became obsessed with business and went on to create a babysitter's club charge tickets to performance with the neighborhood kids that I would produce and star in and sell cheat sheets <laughs> and candy to kids in school. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all in the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.